It's the Americhicks with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks. Dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's do have a conversation. Ideas matter. Hi, I'm Kim Munson with the Americhicks and welcome. Wishing you a fabulous Thursday. Hope it's going really well for you. Um, be sure and check out our website, americhicks.com. We have all kinds of great information there. Uh, sign up for our emails so that we can keep you apprised of uh, all the things that we're doing, upcoming guests, upcoming subjects, and really important things. And uh, I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. The Americhicks encompasses all of you out there that uh, cares about God and country. And we've got quite a job in front of us here. Uh, as many of you know, we kicked off our, la- our, our very first Vino and Veritas this last Monday. Uh, I am partnering with Dr. Tom Cranwitter and his team at Speakeasy Ideas to bring you Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth. Dr. Cranwitter is creating a fascinating lecture series on the Federalist Papers. The room was alive. It was just fabulous. We are going to meet the fourth Monday of each month throughout 2019. And good news, if you missed the last lecture, each lecture will stand alone. Uh, however, if you want to ensure a spot beginning in February, go to americhicks.com, click on that link, and sign up. We are getting close to sold out. So if you have any questions, you can certainly email me at kim at com. Secondly, if you run across somebody that is doing something, uh, striving for excellence and very cheerful in the work that they're doing each, each day, let me know. Uh, the other night I was with a friend. Uh, we went out to dinner and uh, the person that waited on us, was she was just awesome and uh, just really made our day. And so let, let me know when somebody's doing something really great. Uh, Steve, today's funnies. Um, I heard about this kindergarten teacher and she wanted to teach her students about self-esteem. So she said to her class, everyone who thinks you're dumb, please stand up, because she didn't think anybody would stand. And she'd make the point how no one was dumb. But about that time, little Johnny stood up, and she didn't know what to do. So she said, Johnny, do you really think that you're dumb? He said, no, ma'am. I just hate to see you standing there all by yourself. One, one little thing here regarding little Johnny. Why is it? Always little Johnny. I mean, this seems to be getting a little sexist here because it's never little Susie. Johnny's oh. always the miscreant. Johnny is all, well, you know what? We, we need to make sure that we have equal opportunity on when we're talking about these different little stories about children. So I'll work on that, okay? <laughs> so we have a big show planned for you today. There is so much going on in Colorado. I know that many times our hearts feel troubled with uh, what we see coming down the pike, both here in Colorado, uh, Virginia, just uh, within the last few days regarding their abortion bill, where they actually have said that that after the baby is born, the baby could actually be killed. Uh, It's astounding. New York, uh, they just uh, said that there can be abortions up until 
basically delivery, and they lit up one of the big buildings uh, there in New York City in pink. Uh, Steve, I, I have to say the thing that gives me heart is the veil is off. We now know what the agenda is. There's no hiding behind the the mother's uh, life or whatever. The veil is off. We know what the battle is now. You know, where did their bravado come from? And the only thing I can draw it back to is the the new House of Representatives in terms of, you know, going over the Democratic control now. So Democrat, we're going to only say Democrat because they're not Democratic. They're uh, Democrat. Thank you, know? you for okay. that correction. But uh, again, you, it, it's popping out in many places now. And you, you, you want to look for the common denominator. And that's the only thing I can think of right now. You know, I, I think you're probably right on that. And, and so we're going to talk today, first of all, in this first segment. We have Amy Everett on the line with us. And she is uh, with One Church Initiative. And uh, we need to get church and prayer involved in all, cover this on what's going on in America. So Amy Everett, welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. And we also have Evelyn Zur on the line as well, who's involved with this One Church Initiative. So Amy, let's go to you first. Tell us what this is all about. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate the time uh, and appreciate your show. Uh, The vision for the One Church Initiative is to see every Colorado community so saturated with God's presence um, that the atmosphere shifts and that everything comes into alignment with his purposes as earth as it is in heaven, as it says in Matthew 6.10. Just like the Moravians did, where we're calling the Church of Colorado to a wall of day and night prayer where God fights for us. Um, That's based on Nehemiah 4.20, where he sounded the trumpet and uh, basically said, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, come to the wall where God will fight for us. And that's what we're believing, that uh, when we have every city, every county in Colorado covered in nonstop day and night prayer, our God will fight for us, where we in the natural haven't been able to accomplish everything that we've set our, our mind to accomplish. When we set our spirit to accomplish what God wants done, we're believing that the atmosphere in Colorado will shift to a righteous atmosphere where uh, where God's kingdom is advanced and his truths prevail. Okay, well, you know, prayer is so powerful. Uh, let's go to Evie, and then I, I want to make sure that everyone has heard about the Black Robe Regiment back in the Revolutionary War. But Evie Zur, you, you are a woman, you're a very inspirational woman. You have a heart for passing on something good to the next generation, and you have been tireless. Uh, with you, you share your home. Uh, you are at at events. You put your money where your mouth is. Uh, truly, I think that you are a modern day patriot, and you've become very involved in this one church initiative. Why, Evie? Well, I thank you, Kim. I am so excited uh, to be the cheerleader for this power engine of a woman, Amy Everett, because she has got she's spearheading the exact recipe. We're taking our state back. And listen, after after being down at the Capitol yesterday and testifying against this awful sex education bill, we we need more than ever. We need the type of of uh, prayer and the type of organization that Amy has put together. And I have committed myself completely to making uh, her organization of a wall of prayer for Colorado. 24-7, we want to go statewide, 
every single county praying for our state. Because, um, as Amy said, uh, when we enlist the help of the Holy Spirit, we get a competitive edge. We get, we get the Holy Spirit working and helping us fight. And there's nobody that's worked harder than I have in this last election. Many people did. And uh, as Amy said, in the natural, we're not cutting it. We need help from above. So I am 100% behind Amy, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make her organization uh, shine. Well, uh, Amy, I'll tell you that uh, you get Evie Zur on your side, and, and who knows what's going to happen. That's pretty awesome. Very quickly, uh, I'm sure you probably both are familiar with the story of the Black Robe Regiment, uh, but it was with Reverend Peter Mullenberg. And if I can just very quickly tell this story, it was a Sunday morning early in the year, 1776. Uh, this is from blackrobereg.org. And uh, so very early on a Sunday morning in 1776, in the church where Pastor Mullenberg preached, it was a regular service for his congregation, but a quite different affair for Mullenberg himself. Mullenberg's text for the day was Ecclesiastes 3, where it explains to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Coming to the end of his sermon, uh, Peter Mullenberg turned to his congregation and said, In the language of the Holy Writ, there is a time for all things, a time to preach and a time to pray. But those times have passed away. And as those assembled looked on, Pastor Mullenberg declared there is a time to fight, and that time is now coming. Mullenberg then proceeded to remove his robes and uh, revealing to the shock of the congregation a military uniform. Marching to the back of the church, he declared, who among you is with me? And on that day, 300 men from his church stood up and joined Peter Mullenberg. They eventually became the 8th Virginia Brigade fighting for liberty. I heard that story. I'd never heard it before. I was at a church down in Colorado Springs. Uh, It was on the 4th of July. And it really touched my heart. It reminds me of what you two women are doing. So, Amy, we're just about out of time. Uh, Evie, let's go to you first. Final thought. Amy, then your final thought. And how can people become involved? So, Evie, you first. Okay, well, I'd like to get some stuff on your uh, on your website, the KLC 560 website or, or Facebook page, so that people know where to go for the One Church Initiative. Uh, Amy, you go ahead and talk now. So the, the best thing that people can do, and, and the appeal is help us build this wall, help us sound the trumpet, uh, the Nehemiah 420 trumpet, to engage people on this spiritual wall of prayer. Um, and it is, it is likened to becoming the army of the Lord uh, by uh, being an army on your knees. So we encourage you to go to the website. It's onechurchinitiative.org. That's the number one, the word church, the word initiative.org. And uh, you can download a flyer from there to give to your pastor. Uh, I encourage you to offer to be the prayer coordinator for your church, to organize the One Church Initiative Prayer Watch for your church. Uh, It's one day a month that each church hosts a prayer watch. And uh, it becomes a sustainable wall of prayer when each church hosts one prayer watch a month. Uh, it's not a burden on anybody because they're not trying to host nonstop 24 by 7 in their church. It's one 24-hour prayer watch a month. And with 40 
uh, 35 to 40 churches participating in each county, the entire county will be covered in nonstop day and night prayer. And in those counties where there's not uh, not 35 or 40 churches, then each church takes two prayer watches a month, and it'll only take uh, 10 to 15 churches to cover the county in nonstop day and night prayer. So we encourage you to go to onechurchinitiative.org and uh, download the flyer and invite your pastor to take their place on the prayer wall, or invite your prayer group, or invite your Bible study, or invite a regional prayer group to take a prayer watch in the One Church Initiative. Okay, well, Amy Everett and Evie Zur, thank you for your good work on this. And again, that's the number one, then churchinitiative.org. And uh, I, I think you're really on to something, so thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, God bless you as well. And uh, I wanted to chat just a little bit about one of our sponsors, and that's Hooters Restaurants. Uh, It's actually quite a freedom story that I have with them, and I I think that we will tell that to you as as time goes on here. But basically, uh, they've been—they are. They're a really good partner, and so it's the Super Bowl this weekend. And the question is, where will you watch the big game? Well, Hooters, of course. Hooters is your game day headquarters. You can watch the big game at Hooters, and specials start at $10 for a draft and 10 boneless wings. If you come into any Hooters during the big game, you can enter to win a brand-new 55-inch HDR TV. And did you know that Hooters wings can fly? You can have them delivered right to your front doorstep. When I have the girls over uh, on Wednesday nights, we typically have them delivered, and the girls love those new smoked wings because they are delicious and only half the calories. So order your Hooters wings to go or have them delivered right to your front door. More information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know the Americhicks. I greatly appreciate it. We're going to go to break. When we come back, there is one of the most mild-mannered, most caring fathers that I know. And he got kicked out of a Douglas County School Board meeting recently, so we're going to ask him what happened. We'll be right back. All AmeriChick sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Social media is important to the Americhicks, since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Americhicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the Americhicks radio show. Contact us at Americhicks.com or email Kim at Americhicks.com. Okay, welcome back. Don't be speeding in that fast lane this morning. Hey, this is Kim Munson with the Americhicks, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have have the conversations. Check out my website, americhicks.com. Sign up for my emails, and I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. I'm the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian 
perspective. We have on the line with us Aaron Johnson. Aaron Johnson, I, I've known for a number of years. He is one of the most mild-mannered, caring fathers that I have ever met. And uh, I was going through some of the news headlines the other day, and I see Douglas County parent escorted out of uh, a meeting by law enforcement. I'm thinking, ah, I have to see what that was. And it was Aaron Johnson. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to ask him what happened. So Aaron Johnson, welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Good morning, Kim. Thanks for having me on. What are you doing getting kicked out of uh, school board meetings? I guess uh, speaking, uh, using my First Amendment right uh, to address elected officials. Uh, I went to the board on Thursday night uh, in light of controversy around a uh, middle school teacher in Douglas County I wanted uh, who had uh, had hateful tweets go viral. I wanted to address the district's social media policy because it's obviously lacking. And uh, as I was going along, I mentioned the teacher's name, uh, and as soon as I did that, they shut me off. Well, there's been other people from what I've seen that have mentioned teachers' names, uh, and they've not been escorted out of the school board meeting. And, and I mean, were you saying anything bad about this teacher? Or, I mean, why? I just can't quite figure that out because this teacher actually did, uh, uh, and I think her name was Michelle Grisham. Uh, she was right. a former um board member of the Douglas County Teachers Union, and she sent out a, a tweet that would cause any parent to kind of stop in their tracks. Uh, I, I, you know, I think we should, probably should set this up just a little bit, Aaron. What happened is, sure. uh, as people may remember, the uh, students from Ca- uh, Covington Catholic High School uh, from Kentucky were back in Washington, D.C. Uh, about, what, about a week and a half ago for the March for Life. And apparently, while the guy, the boys were waiting for the bus, uh, there was uh, a, a Native American Indian that was beating a drum and that walked right into this young student's space and was beating a drum right in front of him. And this, this student um, it was clearly, to, from what I, I can tell, and I'm a mom, is he's kind of wondering what to do. He's like a 15, 16-year-old kid what to do. And this guy's beating this drum in front of him. And, you know, the, the boys around him, they're kind of like, you know, this is weird. And they're acting like 15-year-old boys. Well, what happened was then the, the mainstream media didn't tell the whole story. And they tried to portray this as this young boy was kind of accosting this uh, Native American when it was the opposite. And so the, the mainstream media went after this young student and um, and then people piled on, and it was not the true story. In fact, I was in a, a text back and forth with a friend of mine who who had been buying into the whole media story, and I said, have you seen the whole YouTube video? Because somebody right. got it all on YouTube. And after, and I, I said, watch this, and I think it was about an hour and 22 minutes. I said, watch it here. And she responded back. She said, oh, my gosh, I feel so badly for those students. You know, we need to pray for them. So that's setting it up. This teacher from Douglas County actually put out, I consider, this is my opinion, a very hateful tweet. And she did what's called doxing. She gave the personal information of a student from Covington High School. Interestingly enough, 
she was doxing somebody that wasn't even there. The father reached out and said, hey, my son wasn't there. And she was still very stubborn about it. And um, the question is, is, is how can we have a teacher that is doxing students? Uh, and I think that's – so that's setting it up. Am I, am I pretty well have it, do you think, Erin? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. And uh, she continued to press her case on Twitter that um, she had the right kid and uh, said, you know, hateful things about him, calling him a Hitler youth. Uh, you know, and here is you know, a teacher who uh, is charged with the care of kids during the day, uh, but then going online and, you know, cyberbullying. Uh, this child who she doesn't know. Oh, I hadn't really thought about the cyberbullying component of that. Where I had mm-hmm. gone, where I'd gone with this, Erin, is uh, she had called this this student a uh, Hitler youth, uh, which you know you bring up the word Hitler yeah. and, and everybody's like, whoa. Um, and and I'm thinking about it. Uh, all these boys were is they were Caucasian. They went to a Catholic high school. Um, you know, and, and I feel that our Caucasian straight young boys are really under assault these days. So here we have a teacher that clearly, I mean, I say she hates these kids at, at, you know, when she's on social media, but during the day she's teaching them. Now I'm a mom, you know, you know, junior high boys are very impressionable. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to figure out who they are. And if you walk into a class and you know your teacher hates you and you can't figure out why, I mean, I think that that creates a lot of damage. I know that you probably don't want to comment. You may not want to comment on that, but that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and, and I'll just say that you know, teachers are trusted with care of kids during the day. And, uh, you know, I think as a community, we expect high standards for teachers. And, and teachers in Douglas County, you know, we, there's there's been a lot of discussion um, in recent years uh, in our community around school districts, school district policies and finances. And there are thousands of really great teachers in our community. And I'm actually a product of Douglas County. I I graduated from high school here. And, um, you know, now my kids go to school here. And I I had moved away, you know, after college. And uh, when I started having a family and trying to settle down, my wife and I decided, you know, it's, it's time to get serious about school and where's the best schools. And we decided to move uh, back to Colorado and, and specifically to Douglas County uh, because it is a great school system. Uh, but there are, there are individuals like this and, um, you know, time to time. And, you know, my, my goal is to go to the district and uh, to say, look, I think, you know, as the fallout of this happens, uh, you know, you need to think about the next steps. And that's your policies as the district goes through and is setting up uh, several high, very high-level goals. They call this uh, unity of purpose, and there's, I think, five different goals that kind of fall out around that, around academic excellence and, you know, fiscal responsibility and, and others. Uh, but one of those is communications. Um, that, And this is specifically what I wanted to address was their policy around, uh, the, quote, multiple effective pathways for communication. They're available for parents and guardians, families, community members, and district employees. And this policy adds that those communications are conducted with respect and with kindness. And 
So it seems to make sense yeah, that yeah. you should probably take respect and kindness home with you as well, right? And uh, so when a teacher is on social media at home, uh, respect and kindness, I mean, those are actually pretty good uh, goals for all of us to live by 24-7. Yes. And, and as I had looked at the social media policy within the employee handbook, you know, it, it lays out guidelines for talking about work-related items and then uh, things outside of work and, and provide some guidelines on um, how to conduct yourself online outside of work. And, and my point the other night was, you know, she, um, she violated those provisions in the policy, uh, and it's, it's weak. It lacks accountability, and the district needs to look at changing it. Uh, but in the course of trying to describe that, I said her name, and uh, that, that's when they cut me off. Okay, now, I, what you're saying is very valid. They cut you off. Actually, I saw the uh, the video, and you were escorted out by uh, law enforcement. Yes? I was, yes, uh, because I kept speaking, and they had me removed. I'm sorry, what, Aaron? And I, because I kept speaking, and they had me removed. Um, but I'd also add, as they uh, were cutting me off, uh, you know, they laughed at me. You can see in the videos, you know, board directors smirking at me. So, Aaron, they enjoyed it. So, Aaron, have they reached out to you? You're a concerned parent that went before the school board <clears throat> and... Um, you know, had a very valid concern about what a teacher done. Has anybody in, been in contact with you to try to, you know, alleviate, say, hey, we're going to work on this, or has anything happened yet? No, that, that happened a week ago today, and I have not heard from anybody from the district. Oh, so nobody from the school board has called you, huh? Very no, interesting. No, yeah. Okay, you know... I think that we really need to be concerned. People talk about that they care about what parents have to say. And uh, to have this teacher actually cyberbullying a student, and she even had the wrong student, uh, just to, it causes me to pause. But, Aaron, uh, I, I'm actually really encouraged with all of this because I feel that the veil is coming off on all of these issues. And so we really know what the agenda is, and so we really know what we need to address. And it takes courage to do what you did, to go to the school board last week. And, and then, like I say, you're one of the most mild-mannered, kind people that I know. When I saw it was you, I thought, oh, my gosh. Um, but thank you, for, thank you. For, for standing up. Every one of us needs to do something Every day. And Aaron Johnson, thank you so much for what you did last week. I appreciate it, Kim. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Have a great day. Uh, let's jump over to Jason McBride. Hey, Jason, uh, the markets had a big up move yesterday led by Apple and Boeing, and the feds didn't take away the punch bowl. So what do you think? Well, we, we did have a pretty good move, and uh, you've got it just right, Kim. It was uh, led by earnings. Uh, the Federal Reserve Chair uh, did not raise rates, and uh, in his speech afterwards, he kind of reversed course. Uh, there isn't much reason to raise rates here. So, uh, yeah, that, that helped markets even more, thinking that the Fed has suddenly turned from hawkish to dovish. Um, so, yeah, it, it turned out to be a very good day. Uh, the Dow popped back above its 200-day moving average, which a lot of people would say is important. Uh, again, I'm not sure so much on indexes, but whatever makes people happy makes me happy. 
Okay. Well, and earnings, there's a lot of earnings that are coming out. Uh, so I think what last night, Facebook, Tesla, Microsoft, Visa, you know, what's, what's that, how's that going to play out today, do you think? You know, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, Facebook's earnings were, were really good. Uh, well, a really good compared to expectations. The stock looks like it's going to be way up. Tesla had a good quarter. Uh, but one of their key executives is leaving. Microsoft's uh, bottom line earnings were good, but their their revenues were a little bit light. And I think uh, you know these they found something a little bit wrong with Visa's report too. Uh, and those are four pretty big ones. So I'll tell you right now, Kim. Uh, for the open, it's kind of mixed here. It looks like the NASDAQ might be up a little. Uh, Dow might be down a little. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a roll of the dice on the markets today. We'll see where we end up. So it may be a fasten-your-seatbelt kind of morning, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be any big moves, as far as I can tell. It just looks kind of undecided. Okay. Well, you know, it might have one of those days where the market makes all kinds of noise during the day, and then at the end of the day, nothing has changed. You know what I call that? What's that? A Congress day. <laughs> but a boom on that one. So, hey, Jason McBride, uh, be sure and check out chickspresidential.com. We have our own landing page with you. That's at chickspresidential.com. Uh, phone number is 303-694-1600. Jason McBride, uh, you know, keep an eye on everything. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Sounds great, Kim. Have a good show. Okay, thanks so much. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, Kim Gilmartin with Ascent Classical Academies. We, we had uh, Aaron Johnson on this particular segment talking about what happened down at the Douglas County School Board. And people say that they care about our kids, that we want to make sure that we have a great education for our kids. But then we realize that uh, I, I'm kind of saying that the veil is coming off. And Kim Gilmartin with the St. Classical Academies, they were applying for a charter. And a charter school is a public school up in Boulder Valley, Valley School District. And they were denied. And so we want to ask Kim Gilmartin what happened. We're going to have some of the other parents on as well. We're going to go to break. This is so important. If you care about kids, you're not going to want to miss these next two segments. This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. We'll be right back. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. 
Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com, and sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all upcoming guest topics and important events. And I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective and have on the line a couple of really great guest chicks uh, Kim Gilmartin with Ascent Classical Academies and Mary Jo Tinland, who is a mom who was hoping she was going to get her child into Ascent Classical Academy up at Flatirons in the Boulder Valley, Valley School District. It didn't look, it doesn't look like it may happen. Hey, Kim Gilmartin, uh, we had you on right before this vote was going to be taken. I know you were at that school board meeting late into the, well, early into the next morning. What happened? Well, <laughs> it wasn't good, I'll tell you that. Um, a little background, you know, we applied for the charter the charter there, um, which is our third classical charter school that we would have opened, two very successful charter schools, one in Jefferson County and one in Douglas County. We applied in um, August of last year, and the, um, the Boulder School Board just voted to deny to even review our application, saying that it was incomplete, which it was not. Again, this is our third third application, you know, third school we're going to open. So we appealed to the State Board of Education, and in November, the State Board ruled in our favor and remanded it back to Boulder to review, especially since there are no classical schools in Boulder, and they haven't approved a charter in over 10 years, and we have over 400 families representing 650 students who really want this, this school. So uh, from that date, where they remanded it back up until the date of the vote, the organizers of Ascent worked very hard, very hard with Boulder to, to give them what they needed. We answered over 40 questions from our board back and forth, and these were questions that required long you know, pages of answers. Anything that they didn't feel was covered or clear to them in the application, in the 500-page application, we worked on that. We had two study sessions with them. We had uh, sit-down meetings with the District Accountability Committee. We gave, I personally gave tours to six of the seven board members um, at to our a tour at our flagship school, which is Golden View Classical Academy. And so we were very open and proactive in making sure that we addressed all of their concerns. Then on January 8th, their superintendent, Rob Anderson, he's new, he uh, publicly posted a recommendation to approve our charter with some conditions, which we thought were fair. Um, we worked through those. The recommendation that he had put, that he had given was publicly posted on their board docs. And so we and our families were working toward that in good faith. And as far as we knew, and as far as all of our families knew, this was what he was going to recommend and wanted to work with us. But about five days before the vote, as I told you on the show last time, all hell broke loose. Um, the NAACP of Boulder came out against us after they had never spoken to us before. They came out against us on their Facebook page and social media. The LGBTQ group out Boulder came out against us on their Facebook page with over 5,000 followers. They all said that we were going to discriminate against LGBT youth, uh, children of color, any minority children, children with learning disabilities, that we were a thinly veiled Christian organization who was going to indoctrinate children in Christianity. They said that our school didn't fit in Boulder, we didn't fit their values. And then the night 
for the vote, the teachers union actually emailed the superintendent and the board um, imploring them to deny our charter school. And it just felt very, very organized. And uh, in those five days leading up to the vote, they had hundreds of letters coming in from the community, from their community, demanding that they deny our charter. You know, I had Stephen Kessler on yesterday, and we were talking about the uh, agenda of the progressive left. And he said it's not so much that we want to lift people up, that the, but, but they want to make sure that they take away, that there isn't that opportunity. And so this is really what I see happening. Mary Jo Tinlin, you are a mom who really was excited about getting your child into a classical education. And you were not the only one. There were like, what, over 650 families that wanted this. And I just have, it's, I have to scratch my head. It's like, wait a minute. You're, so the, the Boulder Valley School District is taking away this option, is taking away this choice. It seems like we want to expand option and choices instead of limiting them. What, what is your read on this whole thing, Mary Jo? Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's so frustrating, especially last week happened to be school choice week, and then they denied our school choice in Boulder Valley, which is so frustrating for all of these hundreds of families that are looking forward to this option specifically. I mean, I, you know, I I I'm personally uh, have a, a, a stake in this as well because I would send at least one of our children to the school. And, you know, it, it just it's really sad to be denied the choice simply because I think they just didn't take the time to understand truly what this what this kind of education is about. And it's like, because it's different, we must get rid of it. Uh, and it, it just, it's so strange to have to, you know, to have to, I guess, deal with that as a, as a parent when we know we've seen this. There's over, I think there's at least 20 schools like this across the country who have never had a discrimination claim. They've never had, you know, anything like what was being projected upon this school, uh, you know, is, is the future of what would happen, they say, which is no proof yet at all, nothing at Golden View, nothing at Douglas County. I mean, none of these other two schools, um, they were saying, you know, we, we recognize that there needs to be a, a classical school, but maybe a group of parents can do this. But then, you know, like what Kim just described, hundreds of pages of an application is not something that a parent group would be able to do. This is a very organized and, and well-run, you know, um, system. That, that the academy has going on, and, and so you know, it, it just is so clear to me that there was no way they were going to say yes after you know after these big organizations came out against it. And it's exactly what you were just talking about: the, the progressive left taking away our choice because they just they've judged it before they even looked at it, which is the definition of prejudice. Right? Well, really, and and it's so frustrating, you know, and and when we talk about, I mean. Education, I think, should be the the freedom of ideas and um, to be able to kind of kick the tires on things, talk about different things. Instead, I'm seeing a real indoctrination of uh, of specific agendas, a a specific um, a specific religion, if you will, uh, that they are are basically saying that this is this particular religion. Uh, this is a particular belief system, and we don't want to let families have other choices on being able to kick the tires on a broad range of ideas, which I think that is really what it, a classical liberal education of what you ladies are talking about is, uh, is I think, the, the model for ascent classical academies. Uh, Kim, your comment? Yes, you're right, Kim, and 
you know, we, we, we simply, we don't want this to be about politics. We simply want to provide a wonderful education for parents who are looking for something a little different than you're going to find in a typical neighborhood district-run school. I mean, our school down in uh, Douglas County, at St. Hospital Academy of Douglas County, the school pledge that the children say every morning after they say the Pledge of Allegiance is, I will learn the truth, I will do the good, I will love the beautiful. And that's what a classical education is all about. We are going back to the basics, teaching these children how to read great literature, teaching them grammar, um, teaching them vocabulary, teaching them the, how to interact with adults and other human beings. And they're, they're writing, they're learning cursive, and they're learning a, a Singapore map. Well, you know, as we look at the education of our children, Kim Gilmartin and Mary Jo Tinlin, uh, I, I, I'm the product of a public education, but I would say it was very close to classical liberal education. Okay, and uh, and so I'm I'm. It's such a head scratcher to me that you know where we've moved in education. And of course, we had Aaron Johnson on in this last segment, where there had been a Douglas County school teacher that had actually gone after a student on on uh, social media and cyber bullied him, if you will, and uh, and I, I kind of felt that these kinds of things might be going on. I mean, there's so many great teachers, i got to say that. But there's, there is an agenda underlying with a lot of different school boards. And I think, again, the veil came off with uh, Douglas County, or excuse me, with the um, Boulder Valley School District. Mary Jo, just last thought, is, is there any chance that there's going to be a, an Ascent Classical Academy up in Boulder Valley School District? Well, I, you know, I, I certainly hope so, because there are so many people that want this once they start to learn about it, I mean, the, the number of autism uh, intent has exploded since this began, began because people realized, oh, my gosh, this is the quality kind of education that I want for my child. I want to teach them how to think. I don't want, to, I don't want them to be, you know, and I guess, you know, just programmed is, is a, a better word, I think. And so just to have that option of teaching children, like she said, beauty and truth. I mean, what, what parent wouldn't want that for their child? It's not teaching them anything except how to think and how to, how to learn and how to have character in the world, and we need more kids like that. We need more of those, not less. It's just so disappointing to, to have this option potentially evaporating in front of our eyes. Oh, it breaks my heart. So, Mary Jo Tinlin, thank you so much. We're going to go to break. Um, I'll get Kim Gilmartin back on the line here. And we've got a mom, Brandy Hawkins, that has children in the Ascent Classical Classical Academy in Douglas County. So we just want to find out what, you know, what that education is like. And then I will ask Kim, I'm hoping that there's some kind of an appeal that you guys can do. So Mary Jo, thank you so much. We're going to go to break and we'll be right back talking about this very important issue, which is the education of our children. Before we do that, though, 2019 and uh, what do we want to do with our future? You've worked hard, and maybe the kids, they have their own careers now, and so they don't want to buy the business. Or maybe you've recently retired, and you want to be your own boss and create some cash flow. Well, then it's time to buy a business. Chris Cantwell is a business broker with Transworld Business Advisors. I believe that Chris helps you buy and sell opportunity. He's an advocate for entrepreneurship, the voluntary exchange of value between individuals, and the rights of business owners to thrive and flourish. Uh, Chris Cantwell knows that small businesses drive this economic engine of opportunity in America. So reach out to Chris Cantwell. 
for a complimentary consultation to find out how he may help you sell your business or buy your next opportunity. So check out Chris's website. It's cccellscompanies.com. That's cccellscompanies.com, like Chris Cantwell, sellscompanies.com. Let him know that you know the Americhicks. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're talking about the education of our children and uh, how Boulder Valley School District had stood in the way of options for families. There is a great option down in Douglas County. And so we'll be talking with Kim Gilmartin and Brandy Hawkins about that. This is Kim Munson with the Americhicks. I'll be right back. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we must have these conversations. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. That's where where I am on Facebook and Twitter as well. And Steve, is it Monday or is it Thursday? (laughs) (laughs) We're having a few phone challenges this morning. I know that uh, it's keeping your blood pressure going this morning, Steve. Yeah, just what I need. Yes. Yes, for sure. So, but let's jump back in here. We lost Kim Gilmartin, but we've got her back. She is with Ascent Classical Academies. And then we have also on the line with us, Brandy Hawkins. Uh, she is a, a mom of students down at Ascent Classical Academy in Douglas County. So, Kim, let's jump to you. Let's finish up the thought on Boulder Valley. Uh, you guys were denied. Uh, you had, what, over 650 families that say, hey, we want our kids in this school. And so what's going to happen? I mean, is there any chance that you're going to get that school down uh, up there in Boulder? Well, we did. We, we have filed an appeal. And it's already been filed, and we are going to be heard on Valentine's Day, February 14th. So um, that, that is the date. We don't have the time yet, but it will be heard down at the state capitol, or sorry, at the um, Board of Education building downtown Denver. Um, we're working hard. You know, we've got, we still have all of our parents very interested, over 400 families representing 650 students. Um, we we we've are trying to work with Boulder Valley to see if there's any kind of an agreement that we can come together on before that. But otherwise, you know, we are, we're moving forward. We're, we're going to stand strong. The parents want it. And we actually, there were literally parents standing up giving public comments that night in support in tears, wanting this school so much, begging this school board to approve it. And um, I, I wanted to say one other thing, which is that, uh, as I told you, the superintendent did recommend to approve with some conditions. The night, the, the, the day of the vote, actually when we walked in there and the meeting started, that's when we found out that he had changed his recommendation. So there, there was no uh, no knowledge of this. Um, there was his, his publicly stated resolution was still on the board docs. There was nothing there that would have given us warning, parents' warning. There were no resolutions that were posted. Uh, ahead of ahead of time on the board docs, it should have been. So that's a, a policy violation right there. So the whole thing was just really a terrible, 
um, we were blindsided. You know. Right, and after they made you jump through all these these hoops, and you did this all in good faith, and uh, so that's really yeah. frustrating. Kim, stay on the line with us. We have Brandy Hawkins on the line. Brandy, uh, you're a mom, and you have kids in Ascent Classical Academy. I down- have kids in Golden View. Oh, you're Golden View. Okay, uh, yeah. Golden View is. Um, the very first of the, uh, basically the kind of the ascent classical family. Uh, I I've met a number of students from Golden View. I'm number of parents, and they are just giddy and so excited with the education their kids are getting. Uh, sounds like you may be the same. Tell us about it. I am. Um, I have five children. Four of them are currently now at Golden View. So I've got seventh, fifth, third, and kindergarten. Bless you. And then a two-year-old. <laughs> oh. um, Good for you. Got to be with those teachers when my kid, my two year old gets in there. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, we are beyond excited, beyond pleased with the results that Golden View has given. Um, you know, we've got I've got five kids. Each one is special. Each one is different. Um, you know, we've got. It's so crazy. Same bucket of water, and, you, and they're all different. You know, no kid is the, the same as the other one. I know. We have two that, um, one that was on an IEP for speech. I was concerned he might have uh, sensory issues at the preschools we were going to. They were convinced he had sensory issues. So when we had the test at Golden View, and it wasn't me who brought it to their attention. They actually came to me um, and said, you know, we need Caleb to be evaluated for speech therapy. And I said, okay, well, what about sensory they, they were they were flabbergasted. There, there's no sensory. We don't see any sensory issues in him. And I was like, okay, well, can you just test him, please? So they did. And I, because of the classical model system, the school system, there's no distractions. There's no electronics. It's teacher-led. They don't sit in pods. In your traditional public school, they sit in pods mm-hmm. with an iPad in front of them. Or their teacher has an iPad or they're looking at electronic um, smart board. Well, so you know, for a kid with sensory issues, that's—I mean, that's a—that's a—that's a recipe for disaster. So it never—it never, it never uh, manifested itself at Golden View. Well, I, I bet as a as a mom, you just that has to do your heart good, and you know. I remember back when I was, it was a long time ago, I'm not going to tell you how long ago it was, but, but uh, you know, we sat in desks, we learned cursive, we went through and learned all of our multiplication, you know, our addition and subtraction. You've got to have these basics um, if, in fact, you're going to be able to, to, I think, function in the world. I know that there's there's such a reliance on electronics. However, if the electricity goes out, I'm concerned that a lot of kids are not going to be able to know what to do. So Kim Gilmartin addressed that, how important this classical education of not sitting kids in pods in, with a, an electronic device in front of them. I mean, there's plenty of that anyway. That doesn't need to happen at school. And uh, I, I, think that there's, I think there's real value in learning your multiplication tables and learning cursive so that you're able to communicate um, your thoughts. Yes, that's you know, exactly right. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Brandy. Go ahead, Brandy. Oh, no, I, I didn't know you had Kim on there. Good morning, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Um, yes, you know, it's, it is. It's, they have so much electronics at home. I mean, my, my kids wake up. I even wake up 
first thing I do, check my smartphone. You know, my we get home, the first thing they want to do is get on their tablet. You know, it's they're constantly bombarded with electronics at home and in the environment, talking with friends, texting with friends, um, playing video games. They're constantly bombarded. They need a break. And yes, parents, as a parent, I do set regulations and limits on what they can do and when they can do this. But there's still it's that constant temptation, and school allows that temptation. Right. And Kim, Golden Butte does not. And Kim, I'm convinced that this model is so good for kids. The results that, that children have uh, with this um, classical model has been terrific. And you know what, Kim, it may not be for everybody. You know, I, I get that. But at least let parents have the options, right? That's what this whole conversation is about, is letting families have options. So uh, your final thought on that, uh, Kim. Actually, Brandy, let's yeah. have you do your final thought, and then Kim, we'll have you wrap it up. Okay, well, you know, about Bolden View and just listening to them talking about Boulder and listening, I listened to the public comments as much as I could. I'm surprised they didn't hear me yelling at some of the comments from... From afar. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, at, at Golden View, every kid is unique. Every kid is taken as this is, you know, this is, this is Johnny. Johnny, he may... I mean, my son has somebody who has come out and told a couple kids that he is gay. We have a couple of other kids that feel more comfortable wearing the boys' uniform on Wednesday, and they're allowed to do that, but they aren't seen as that. They aren't seen as, oh, that's that kid that dresses like that. They're seen as, hey, that's that kid who's a great artist. That's that kid who does amazing in Latin. Oh, yeah, that kid is my friend. They're not seen as their label they're seen as their strengths wow okay each parent each teacher sees the strengths in each child they are not labeled by their race by their gender by their orientation by their religion they are seen as a child who is special not only to a parent but also to the school so they're seen as an individual instead of part of a group that is awesome Okay, Brandy Hawkins, thank you so much. Kim Gilmartin, Ascent Classical Academies, your final thought. Well, Brandy summed it up pretty well. Um, we, that is exactly how we treat students. That is exactly what our culture is all about. Respect, moderation, courage, friendship. We teach those things. This school and these schools are for parents that want something a little different than you're going to find everywhere in most district schools. This is about choice. We don't want to take anyone else's choice away. We just want to give parents this choice. So we just ask that if you're listening to this and you're concerned, check out our website, uh, flatirons.ascentclassical.org. You can get in touch with us that way. We continue to need support from the community, and I can tell you ways to help if you reach out to me. Okay. Well, Kim Gilmartin, thank you so much. Brandy Hawkins, thank you so much. The education of our children is a responsibility uh, for each of us. We have a responsibility to pass on something good to each of these kids, and we need to make sure that a great education is one of those. And uh, so thank you for your good work on that, ladies. Okay, uh, so into the show here. I uh, wanted to talk just a little bit about Frederick Douglass. Um, most of you all know he was an escaped slave who became a prominent activist, author, and public speaker. Uh, he was a, a consultant to many presidents. He became a leader in the abolitionist movement, uh, which sought to end the, the practice of slavery before and during the Civil War. 
And after that conflict and the Emancipation Proclamation of 1862, he continued to push for equality and human rights until his death in 1895. And I thought this was a very important quote as we think about education. It is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And we have a responsibility in education to do that. So, my friends, today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChick signing off. God bless you, and God bless America. And I don't want no one to cry But tell them if I don't